0: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VTW Group, no purchase necessary. Boy, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lock Talk Radio. Life. Are you growing with it or feeling left out? Either way or in between. You're in the right place today. With the host of Change Already, your future, your choice, Jillian. She's an award-winning author and radio personality. She's warm, she's fuzzy, and she's got an attitude. I have a question for you guys. How many of you would consider yourselves on your own path of destiny and have heard that song and story and adage all the time that once you get on your destiny path, life becomes easier and simpler? And as I was preparing for the show, I was thinking about that because it's like, I think now I can say with some clarity that I am starting to see that materialize in my own life. And, you know, for a long time, like everybody else, you go through struggles and, like, as I always say, pushing boulders through quicksand. And you just keep going and you keep going and you keep going. And, you know, at the thing that you love to do, and then people say at some point it will all lay itself out and hit critical mass and things will start evolving easier for you if you're on your own path to destiny and what you're supposed to give in the world. And, you know, I'm I'm a pretty reasonable person and I believe in spirituality, of course, that I talk about each and every week, but I'm also that analytical psychological part of myself that goes, really? I'm not really sure about that yet. But I bring this up because it is hard to believe that my book has been out almost a year already. Well, it's been out a year and I, went last year to my first professional book expo in detroit and you talk about a fish out of water i had no clue what i was supposed to be doing and you know a lot of times the only way to learn is to jump in the deep end and hope you don't (laughs) fall to the bottom well believe it or not that is coming up again next week that i talked about last time and i'm heading back to do my show, which I'll talk about in a minute, but it's hard to believe the overwhelming feeling I had and the bigness of it all, you know, being surrounded by such horrific writers from all different genres and backgrounds, and then you have these old school publishers that have been in the family business for years and years and generations and generations, and then you you find your own self in that, and I'm like, well, this must be my destiny because I'm enjoying that world immensely and I'm looking forward to going back next week to see what I've learned and how much I've grown over this past year. And this time I know what to do. (laughs) I know how to do the signings at the book events and how to work a booth. So this time my goal is to have more fun and settle back and enjoy the ride. But, As I mentioned last week, I am going to be broadcasting live from the convention floor again because I just enjoy it. And the other part of the aspect is, don't you just love listening to guests? And I really work hard to find guests that are really cooperative, and they allow us glimpses into their soul. It's not that peripheral kind of interview. I really work hard to get them to broadcast their own feelings about their own purpose in life and maybe trigger some inspiration for the rest of us, if you haven't found that destiny path in your life to keep on going with inspiration that one of these days you're going to hit it and hit it big or that keep that inspirational moment that we all get along the way that we need that little boost to generate ourselves to keep growing in our own destiny. So last year when I was there, I met this man, his name is Steve Semkin, and he's the owner and publisher of Ice Cube Press, and he was the first person I met at the Detroit convention last year, and believe it or not, he's going to be my guest this week, next week, I'm sorry, and this is why I brought up Destiny, because I had no idea or knowing that I would be working with Steve in the future, but here's how it all ties together, and Isn't love and generosity and kindness so ironic when you see the pieces over your shoulder? He is actually the publicist of Susan Murphy Milano's new book, Holding My Hand Through Hell, which is making its debut next week. And it also happens to be National Domestic Violence Month. And so Steve and I are going to talk about her book in particular, on air next week together, but I think it's really cool that I get to interview Steve and give back a little bit to him for the graciousness that he showed me last year when I had no idea what I was doing. So that is what the guest I'm going to do, and it's in Minneapolis October 4th. And it's interesting, the book drop, because for those of you that are not aware of Susan Murphy Milano, she has several books out, and this is her third one. She is also dealing with cancer in her life, and so she's dedicated her moments in time right now to taking care of her own health, but she is not going to be able to attend. So we, he and I are going to try to pick up the slack for Susan next week and talk about her book and specifically and some of the things that she has gone through the triumphs in this book. It's supposed to be incredible. The um, accolades that are coming out are really wonderful. And I've had a chance to talk to her between the last show and this show. And she gave me a few quotes that I'll be giving on next week on air. I'm not going to tell you them now, But I'm going to try to do my best. But if you've ever heard Susan on my show and other shows, that lady does not mix words. (laughs) She is powerful. And apparently this new book, which I've read, is really written and articulate and to the point in a way that Susan has never talked about or written about her life in the past. It's from a place of a more spiritual role in how she has seen that whole genre of religion and spirituality in the triumph of where she is now. So we'll be talking about that book next week. And hopefully, you know, soon she'll be feeling better and she can talk for herself. But until then, we're just going to kind of fill in the blanks. So that next October 4th, next week same time, I'll be live noon on the floor with Steve Simpkin, the um, owner and publisher of Ice Cube Press. Now, I want to go back and finish up some conversation I started last week on my intuitive thoughts for the rest of the year. My biggest thing was I don't want anybody to panic because I had this uneasy feeling that I've been fighting now for the last couple months, and I feel like it's going to keep going, possibly into the year 2013. And I'm not really sure if people know how I get these feelings, so I wanted to go over a little bit how I break it down in my mind so you can see and come full circle a little bit with some things that we can do ourselves as we go into this i break it down into two parts in this case i feel the energy work in the earth like the grid of it all now bear with me this is the granola crunching part that people really get a little weirded out about but it is reasonable if you step back and think about the energy in the universe it's not just about people it's about the earth as a significant part playing in how our roles and destiny occur in the world. And I'm really feeling growing pains. And the only way I can describe it to you is like this. You know, when kids are growing up, sometimes they have certain muscles that are achy inside of their body. And they're achy because they're growing too quickly. And they're going through a growth spurt and their body mass and their muscle tissue and everything else has to increase at a rapid rate to keep up with the growth spurt. Well, it takes a little time for the inside mass of a human body to catch up with the growth spurt that happens in the other parts of the system. And so this pain radiates from the inside out. There's really nothing you can do about this pain except a few painkillers and exercise to alleviate the tenderness that comes from these growth spurts that kids have as they grow. It feels like that in my head. It's something that's growing and the earth is expanding to a certain extent, but it's not necessarily physical. It's more emotional, spiritual, and mental capacities that are expanding. The physical part seems to be settled down. But now what's happening is I can feel these growing pains, let's call them, on the inside of the earth plane. And it's coming out in certain ways that we cannot control. One of these is the weather. Now, when I say weather, I'm not talking about normal weather. We've seen patterns of growth, and I'm not talking about global warming. I'm just talking about little cracks and little hiccups, biological hiccups that are going on all over this planet. Those are going to continue. And the other part is the man-made parts that we're doing disasters or alternate plans and things like that that are happening all over the planet. Now, what I said last week was to be prepared. We cannot change the biological hiccups, as I'm calling them, and the expansion of where we're going in this whole new order thing. But we can learn to flow with it rather than fighting against it. I think people get this understanding that we're weak if we can't postpone it or eradicate these little glitches or even eliminate them to a certain extent. That's what people talk about when they say living in alliance with our ecological partner, which in this case happens to be Earth. We have to flow with the current uh, with us instead of against it because you won't win the battle against natural disasters and things like that. That's where my unsettlement is coming from. The second part, of course, to the equation is the people part, both the individuals and the collective people as a whole. As I mentioned last week, we have two heightened events that are drawing all this energy in, in, a, in a big bundle for everybody, which is the election in November for America and Doomsday Prophecy for December 21st. Now, both of these events have people on high alert. You know, I feel the energy is different from the elections in the past. The elections in the past, I felt, were more like an irritant to a certain extent. You know, the normal complaints were barrage with debates and campaign ads. And it's almost like by the time we're done, it's like, just pick a winner and let's move on with the drama, you know. This time, the election feels to me, again, I'm going to call on that word unsettling. It's like an apprehension we have of sorts inside of us to the point where we're not believing either side of this election fence. And so it leaves people in a quandary of what are we supposed to believe in and what are we supposed to vote for and what candidate is doing it. It's bringing up this skepticism of all of us that maybe they're turning our backs and we're all turning away from the entire process of the election. Even to a certain extent, they are conveying, this, the candidates themselves are conveying a message of unsureness because once a week they say something, once a week they say another thing, which is normal, but notice the tone the energy they're exuding. And I think that's what people are picking up on during the conversations and the interviews because they're not even sure where we're all going. And we all know the one thing that the public needs is to be able to trust our leaders that they're taking us in a positive direction. So I'm not making excuses for their behavior of unsureness. I'm just telling you, It is a universal feeling that's going on in the unsettledness of the earth plane in its growth phase and the individual on how we're all supposed to feel about it. It is a tenuous situation for the next couple months along with the December 21st thing. Now, remember a couple years ago, it was the media frenzy. We were all talking about it, and everybody was, you know, talking about this is going to be the end and all that stuff. And notice now that everybody's kind of backed off to it because, quite frankly, it was rather illogical to think the entire planet would be gone within a day. They're still talking about the energy, but it's reconfiguring yourself between the two components that I just talked about. We're not going to go into mass instruction, destruction, but we are energetically going to keep on evolving forward. That I can assure you. We are definitely not going to go digress backwards from where we were. That's not even a reasonable thought, and the future is going to keep going. The unfeeling that everyone's feeling right now is uncertainty because we really don't know what that means, whether it's a new order or a new normal or any of those kind of buzzwords that are out now replacing the authentic self. I can assure you that we're going to have this unstable energy for the rest of the year and straight into 2013. So either as an individual and you yourself have to figure out how to maneuver through this unstable course, or you're going to get swallowed up to it. Now, I don't want you to come away with any thoughts or feelings that we're heading to doomsday and that this unavoidable plot is what we're going to have to endure as a collective whole on the planet. You should know me better by now. That's not how I see things, nor do I even believe in that. But there are things that we can do in our own lives that can change the way we react energetically to the stormy waters ahead of us. After the break, I want to talk. The key might be within our sleeping time. Believe it or not, we're going to talk about that right after this short break. looking for more welcome back here's your host Jillian warm and fuzzy with an attitude know that there's a significant distinction between sleeping to sleep and sleeping to rest and rejuvenate. Do you have any idea where you fit on that category? I mean, we're so used to sleep and just to sleep at this time, we don't even go past the idea that it might have a higher value in our lives of resting and rejuvenating. You know, I'm always keeping my eye out for intriguing sources for referencing topics that I recover because I have this list, a mental list that I keep in my head. But then I have to figure out things and different sources that collaborate what I say or at least work with and I can reference as I go along. Well, when I was doing this, I realized how eccentric my taste is in literature. I'm all over the board. You know, I hate pigeonholing, if you haven't figured that out, from one genre to the next. And my writing and my shows fall in all different places. So I really like more obscure kind of books that are across between history and religion and spirituality and then a little bit of biography thrown in. For instance, when I referred to the book, The Swerve, months ago on air, if you'll remember, that was a book about philosophy and stuff, and it ended up winning a Pulitzer Prize, which is very cool. So you cannot imagine the delight when I found and discovered this book this week, and it's called At Days Close, Night in Time Pass* by Roger E. E. Kurt, 2005. I guess I've never heard of this before, but... It's been referenced the last couple weeks and months again because we are taking and examining our sleep patterns once again to find out what really is going on there. And you're going to see this book come out more, I guarantee you, because it it has some good information about it. But I tapped into this book after reading an article and a review on it because it was talking about our past and how our sleep patterns are an integral part of our wellness and overall health. Now, I know that sounds strange other than sleeping, but what he said in the book, and I'm paraphrasing here because I want to condense it as much as we can. He was echoing something that I've thought for a long time, Through modernization of our civilization, we have literally watered down and suppressed our sleep time in a form of prosecution almost. It's like a dreaded task for a lot of people because we have to sleep whether we like it or not. So we literally have gotten to the place where we forego our natural patterns and force it to come. And in this book, he talks about pre- and post-industrial ages. And I actually detail part of this in my book, Beyond the Pews, as well, from my own experiences with indigenous populations and how they do it. But now, through science, we have documented there are two basic segmented sleep times that we do. We have the heavy sleep, and then we have the lighter sleep, in fact, to the point where most of us will take a nap for a couple hours, and then we'll awaken naturally. We do this because it's a part of our body system that is very archaic and simple. It's like if we allow our bodies to go on autopilot, it would actually fall into its natural pattern and rhythm that it was born to. Now, this natural rhythm is not there to to bother us, to offend us, to make us more frustrated in the morning because, or to punish us. It's there because it's telling us that there's a natural time for everything. We used to in olden days, and if you've ever sat with any yogis or modern-day shamans or anything like that, they'll tell you, this awake time is meant for self reflection time. It's meant for the time when the mind and the body are telling you to be contemplative with your thoughts. You're supposed to be doing this natural time to go inward to ask for answers you've missed during your day. I get a kick out of people in the world that read these dreams glossaries and they they live by them and I have a few in my book as well but the reason people are dreaming so pathetically now and all the time is because that's the only time that the conscious and unconscious mind can get through to you because we're so busy filling our days, so what we should be doing is using this awaken time to get up and fill it with good reading, no trashy reading, and really meditating and getting quiet and contemplative about our lives. Now, you may be asking the question, how does that mix with what I'm talking about as we move forward? One of the things that everybody talks about is living in chaos. What exactly does that mean? And as we move forward towards the end of the year, I can guarantee you the chaos is going to get bigger. And it's not about panicking because we will always live in chaos. If you read this book that I'm talking about, he talks about chaos happening in the evening time all the time. It's just a different kind of chaos in modern times than it was in olden times. One of the best ways that we can get through between now and when this restabilizes is using this contemplative time to be quiet. And what I mean quiet, I'm not talking about in a corner making noises. I'm talking about getting centered and just being peaceful. I know that's challenging for people, But believe it or not, it really can happen because it's a part of this rest and rejuvenation system that's in each one of us. The point is that time between 3 and 7 a.m., which usually most people say it is, is there not to punish us but to awaken us to a different part of ourselves the quiet, unconscious, mindless, quiet moment. My suggestion to you is take a more pragmatic approach, pragmatic approach to your sleep time. Pay attention to when your spirit gets you up and says, knocks on your conscience and says, please take time out to step away from this chaos that's going on. I'm tired of people using the, the examples and excuse of having no time and the mind chatters too loud. Neither one of these are excuses anymore because we're smart enough to know. It's just our minds telling us we need to filter through all of this stuff and ground our stuff in the quietness and step away from the outside source that's going on around us. I'm going to finish up with some other techniques after next week, but as you know, I'm Bill broadcasting next week from the Heartland Book Fair, and I'll be on at the same time with Susan Murphy Milano talking about her book, Holding Her Hand Through Hell. But between now and then, I really want you to pay attention to those sleep patterns at night Look for some soul sleeping instead of just plain old sleep. I'll see you next time, same place, same time, blog talk radio, change already. Thanks for joining Jillian today. Don't miss her famous at-home personal enrichment lessons. You can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change. They're simple and nothing like you've experienced before. Just like Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. So change already. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do.